0: Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday. I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We're in our study together of the Gospel of John, chapter 4, this week. This is our first day of a look at that chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 9. The entire first part of this long fourth chapter of the book of John is a conversation that Jesus had. And of all the conversations that Jesus had, of all the times that he talked with someone, and that talk changed their life, I think that maybe this conversation is the most amazing, most awesome conversation he ever had. It's right here in the fourth chapter of the book of John. There are incredible things that I can learn, that you can learn from this talk that Jesus had with a woman beside a well. We don't know her name, but we sure know a lot about her from the conversation that she had with Jesus. And the first four days of this week, we're gonna walk through this conversation together. As we walk through it, Let me just say in advance, as we look forward to the next few days together, we're going to notice three things in this passage. We're going to see how Jesus shared life and hope with this woman. We're going to see this woman and how she began to discover that Jesus Christ could meet her greatest need. But then we're also going to see, off to the side, Jesus' disciples and their reaction to this conversation when they show up into what's going on. And in all of this, there's one common theme. The theme is communication. Jesus Christ is communicating to this woman in an amazing way. If you want to learn how to communicate to people, if you want to learn how to communicate to someone in your life right now you're trying to communicate with, here's a place to learn it. Here's the person to learn it from, Jesus Christ. If you're trying to communicate the good news of who Jesus is to someone, here's a place to learn how in John chapter 4. And I'm convinced that even in America, most people have not really heard the good news of Jesus. I know most people know there's such a thing as church, and they know Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, and yet they've not really heard the good news that having a relationship with God is not just mean trying to be better than everybody else, trying to be good enough to get into heaven. You truly can have an exciting, fulfilling relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ teaches us how to communicate that to people. He also teaches us how to communicate to others that our needs can be met by God's love for us. And he shows us in his communication with his disciples, that he has a plan that goes on for every one of our lives. We're going to discover all of that this week as we walk through John chapter 4. Let me read for you the first four verses of John 4. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. This is John the Baptist. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So everything in these verses sets up this meeting and this conversation that's going to happen beginning in verse 5. In chapter 4, verse 1, the focus shifts. It shifts from John the Baptist to Jesus. The Pharisees realize all of a sudden John the Baptist, who had been their, their problem, the one that they were concerned about, it was baptizing all these people out in the wilderness. They realized, wait a minute, Jesus is baptizing more people. Well, not Jesus, it was disciples. Of Jesus. Now, a lot of people ask why. Why didn't Jesus baptize? And the Bible never tells us. I have a pretty strong guess. I think Jesus didn't baptize so people wouldn't become prideful. If he'd baptized anyone, they would have the rest of their life boasted in the fact that I was baptized by Jesus Christ, so I'm better than you. So his disciples baptized for whatever reason. And they discovered that Jesus was doing this, and some attention came his way, and so Jesus needed to leave. He wanted to go back to the north, to Galilee because he realized that the time was not yet right for so much notice to come to his ministry. And the Bible says in verse four that he had to go through Samaria. Now, why did he have to go through Samaria? Why was that part of God's appointed plan for him? And why would the Bible even say it this way? Why wouldn't he just go through Samaria? If you look at a map of Israel, the quickest way to get from the south to the north goes through Samaria. Well, in that day, many Jewish traveling bands would not go through Samaria because the Samaritans and the Jews did not like each other. In fact, you could say very well that they hated each other. Let me let me take just a moment to tell you the story of this. It's a, it's a long historical story. When Israel, the nation of Israel, the Jewish nation, fell to the Assyrians way back in 722 BC, most of the people were taken from their country and they were carried back to Assyria. The very poor were left behind and they intermarried with foreigners and they moved who had moved in from Assyria, and they stayed there. To this mixed population was given the name the Samaritans. These Samaritans brought in a false priest because the regular priest wasn't there. He'd been taken off. And this false priest gave them the laws of the land rather than the laws of God. And we find this group showing up again and again in the Old Testament. In Ezra chapters 3 and 4, they were jealous when the actual temple was being rebuilt. They'd built their own temple. In Nehemiah chapter 4, we see them again when they refuse the opportunity to help in the rebuilding of the house of God, and so they said, well, we're going to build our own temple. So they go to Mount Gerizim, and they build their own temple. That temple was destroyed in 128 BC, and yet the Samaritans, they continued to worship on that mountain, on that hill where the temple once stood, because they said, we have a different religion than the Jewish people. Because of this history, the Jews and the Samaritans had deep racial and religious hatred towards one another. The Jews hated the Samaritans because they felt that they had broken the law by intermarrying and that they built a false temple. And the Samaritans hated the Jews and that they didn't allow them to come back into the Jewish people when the Jews came back and to help them rebuild the temple. They didn't welcome them back in. And this had gone on for year after year, for century after century. This is a family feud that's gone wild. And Jesus had to walk through Samaria. normal way from Judea to Galilee would be to walk through Samaria. That's the quickest distance, a straight line. But most Jewish people didn't do this unless they were in a great hurry. They would take a curved route that would take them far to the east around Samaria. So instead of a a two-and-a-half-day journey, it might be sometimes a a four-and-a-half to a five-day journey. That's a big difference. Why did they do that? Because they hated the Samaritans. And Jesus had to go through Samaria. Why? Because he had a message to bring. Listen to what happened in verses 5 to 9. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman? How can you ask me for a drink? for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Now, I've heard this passage taught a lot of times. and As people many times teach it, they say that as Jesus witnessed to this woman, as he shared his faith, it was sort of like a sales approach. He knew the right keys to turn, to unlock so that she would listen. I confess that I've taught it myself that way a few times. But the truth is, Jesus didn't have a canned sales approach. First you get their attention, then you do this, then point three, then bam, you make the sale. If you really look at Jesus Christ, He's about the heart. If you take a deep look at what's happening here, you find that Jesus Christ understands people. He understood this woman's needs. He understood what was going on in her life. He understood what she was like. And because of that, He appeals to her because He loves her. He appeals to every part of this woman's personality to help her to understand that He is real, that there is life in Jesus Christ to be found there. He appeals to her heart. When he simply says these words, can you give me a drink of water? I have to admit, I wouldn't even have gotten that far. Uh, Jesus, the Bible tells us that this was about the sixth hour that they were there. If you're counting Jewish time, that means that it was noon, hot, the middle of the day. If you're counting Roman time, it would have been six o'clock at night. Either way, Jesus is hot and he's tired. And forget Jews and Samaritans. When you're hot and tired and weary and it's the end of the day or the heat of the day, And some opportunity seems to come your way to talk to someone. What do you want to do? Many times you want to say, oh, I'll pass. I'll wait till the next one. But not Jesus. He noticed this woman. And he said, would you give me a drink? The more I read through the Gospel of John, the more I read through the Bible, again and again, the more amazed I am at the genuine love that Jesus Christ has for people. The genuine love that he has for you. It is so genuine. It is so real. I like the fact here that the Bible tells us that Jesus was tired from the journey. It tells us that Jesus is human like us. He is 100% God and 100% man. We shouldn't forget that. He is worn out from this journey, so worn out that he tells his disciples, go into town and buy some food. I'm just going to sit here a while and rest. And then a woman comes by, a thirsty woman, and Jesus has some good news for her. This well is about a half mile from the village of Sychar. There was most likely another well in the village. A village was built around a well. So why didn't you just go to the well in the village? We're going to find out as we walk through her story this week that she was a social outcast. And so she had to make this 10 to 15 minute journey every day outside of the city to get water. And Jesus saw something in her. And he begins to talk to her about the good news. He starts a conversation. And of all the conversations he ever had, I think this may be the most fascinating. How will Jesus communicate to this woman to help her tear down the barriers? so she can hear clear to her heart that Jesus Christ can meet her need. He asks her for a drink. Jesus shows his genuine love for people by doing one simple thing. He asks her for a drink. This is amazing. It amazed this woman. She says, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews didn't talk to Samaritans. Men didn't talk to women. And he asked her for a drink. Jesus is teaching us something here. He's trying to restore communication with this woman, to to build a bridge. And he's teaching us something about how to restore a communication that's broken down. He teaches us to ask the other person for help in meeting a genuine, simple need in your life. Just ask them for help. Be humble enough to ask for help. See, the principle is this. To reopen channels, someone has to switch channels. Jesus drew her out. She came to draw water. Instead, she was drawn out because Jesus switched channels. He switched it up on her. He did something different. He said, would you give me a drink? Now, we all know what this is like in a situation where the barriers are up and someone has to switch channels to make it work. And we all know that when we're in that situation, we don't want to be the one to switch channels. We say, well, I know it's true. Someone has to, someone has to get this conversation going, but it's not going to be me. It's their problem. It's their struggle. I'm willing. I'm ready. As soon as they come to me. Well, Jesus Christ could have easily thought that way. This woman believes some things that were wrong. We're going to find out. She had a moral problem in her life. We're going to find out. But Jesus Christ was willing to open the conversation with her. And so he asks her for a drink. He establishes a relationship. So let me ask you, as we talk to God today, Who do you need to open or reopen channels of communication with? Who do you need to ask for help? In a simple prayer today, just say, God, give me the humility. First of all, to see who it is that I need to reconnect with. And then the humility to ask them for help in a simple way. To reconnect. Help me to drop my pride, because I have it. Help me to see the need. And help me to love my friend, my family member. My fellow believer. Help me to be the one that switches channels so we can reopen those channels of communication. Give me wisdom, give me strength, and give me humility. I ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to be looking together at verses 10 to 18 as we continue our look at this conversation of Jesus and the woman at the well.